0: Welcome to the workshop on the Making of an Intellectual Kshatriya. We are very very privileged and very happy to have Param Poojya Srimad Swami, Harsanji Maharaj, Adyaksha of the Ramakrishna Mutt at Bull Temple Road nearby to be our chief guest for the session and bless us with the blessings and words to inspire us into action that see Raji Malhotraji has been doing a tapasya about all these years. Swamiji is a very erudite scholar. He has written several books. In fact, recently he had shown us the complete works that he has put together, what he had written in Sanskrit, right? It's a big, thick volume. That apart, he had done the seminal work of working over 30 years, putting together a concise encyclopedia of Hinduism, right? It's just about four volumes. this concise encyclopedia of Hinduism has sold more than, I think, 15,000 copies. Not one volume, all the four volumes, okay? And uh, I'm glad to share that a group has come forward to volunteer, and they're going to publish this entire encyclopedia in form of a web app and a mobile app so that you can just download the app and browse through to understand the key concepts. Swamiji is very passionate about the dharma, uh, passionate in the defense of our dharma. Okay, Swamiji is very passionate. And I am glad to share that ever since Raji Malhotwaji has been coming to Bangalore, right, the first instance he in fact stayed in the Ramakishnamurti, and with the blessings of Swamiji did a lot of work. Second instance, every time his book has got released in Bangalore, they have been together and uh, their conversations are so very nice. In fact, last time when Rajiji came here, we had a workshop, half-day workshop, right? And Swamiji had come and shared his thoughts too. So today we are very, very blessed to have Swamiji share a few words with us. And of course, I don't need to make an introduction for of Sri Raji Mulhotra to you all. May I request Pooja Swamiji to give us the benedictory address and share his thoughts. Swamiji. Dear Sri.
1: Raji, the various scholars who I have assembled here and friends. I consider this as a great privilege to be with you all this morning and share a few of my thoughts upon this new concept of intellectual kshatriyas. Perhaps it is better to begin by reading one paragraph from Swami Vivekananda. Shall India die, then from the world All spirituality will be extinct. All moral perfection will be extinct. All sweet-souled sympathy for religion will be extinct. All ideality will be extinct. And in its place will reign the duality of lust and luxury as the male and female deities with money as its priest, fraud, force, And competition, its ceremonies. And the human soul, its sacrifice. Such a thing can never be. Will she die? This old mother of all that is noble or moral or spiritual. The land which the sages trod. The land in which godlike men still live and breathe. I will borrow the lantern of the Athenian sage and follow you, my brother, through the cities and villages, plains and forests of this broad world. Show me such men in other lands if you can. This one paragraph, I am sure, will inspire all of us. It has practically given us the direction in which we have to work and move and progress. Well, compared to what Swamiji wanted or what he did, when we look at the present day world, especially in our country, you find that it is in a pitiable, horrible condition over the last 5 to 8 centuries, we find that the Puro-Paksha, Uttar paksha tradition was very strong. Let me just refer to Shankara Bhagavad Pada and especially his Brahma Sutra Bhashya. This Brahma Sutra from the 5th Sutra onwards takes the various systems of Indian philosophies that existed and then Shankara has tried to actually try, try to criticize them and show how Advaita Vedanta is far better for superior. What impressed me there was before starting the subject Bhagavan Shankara summarizes the Puro view so beautifully perhaps even the protagonist of the Puru Paksha would not have done it so nicely. So that was the tradition that we had. First of all, you know exactly, very clearly what the puro Paksha says and then take it by, point by point and try to answer it to establish your own philosophy. This is exactly what our Rajiv Manhatraji is ha, has been telling us over the last three to five years. In fact, I was very happy to go through, as he himself has suggested, the first and last chapters of his latest book. So what has happened is, now anti-Hindu philosophers from the West, they have managed to learn some Sanskrit, they have managed to read our scriptures is the original, but the their view is entirely different. How to find fault with us, find the various holes in our systems and try to attack us. So it is exactly here that the proposition of Uttarapaksha and Purupaksha comes. Unless and until we know what exactly the Purupaksha is studying us, we will not be able to counter them properly. In fact, revered Dethi Ranj used to tell us when we were studying the Sankhya philosophy, unfortunately, I used to question it every now and then, taking the standpoint from the Advaitic view. One day he scolded me and told me, first of all, you will learn that scripture, that particular system of philosophy as if you are an insider. Know everything. Once you know and get a grip over that, then you can you are free to criticize it. So that is exactly what Rajivji is telling us. Now, we see that because of the impact of English education and Mekalaism, English educated Indians and the traditional scholars are fighting with each other. The English educated Indians have got nothing but disdain For our religion and culture, because they have not been informed properly, they have not had the first hand experience of our scriptures. So, it is very necessary for us, for that very reason, to learn some Sanskrit and try to go through the original work and be fully convinced about the greatness of our scriptures, especially the way it has been interpreted by great scholars who lived the life like Bhagavan Shankara. So once that is done, once we are able to study our scriptures properly and know what exactly is the content, we are able to face the opposition. Here also Rajivji is telling us that before we try to find fault with the opposite view, we must study their philosophy also, their standpoint also very well. So, once we know their philosophy, their standpoint from A to Z, thoroughly forgetting our own standpoint, we know what exactly they are trying to teach and preach. And then we will be in a position to know where and when and how they are trying to distort our philosophy, our use of life, and thereby brainwashes and us So, this is a very dangerous situation. So the recent history especially, probably over the last 50 or 60 years, it is showing us that many of these Western scholars and intellectuals, they are studying Sanskrit and our scriptures in the original, but with the deliberate distortion and mischievous research. That is all I can say. That means we have to know our scriptures very clearly and correctly and you should also know what they are telling about themselves and where they are trying to find fault with us. Once we know both sides, we will be in a better position to counter them properly. And I am glad to tell you that this has been being done very successfully by Rajiv when you go through his books. So he has actually invented a new word intellectual. Kshatriyas, as you know the Kshatriyas were responsible for meeting the external aggression and also maintaining internal law and order. So that type of spirit has to come at the intellectual field also. So when other people are trying to attack us from outside, our religious religion and culture and the various values to which we are dedicated, we will be in a better position to do that. So the first duty is to fight the external aggressions have to be fought. Secondly, there are enemies inside our own society, the so-called intellectuals. Every other day they will be shouting about criticizing Rama and Krishna and sometimes using very bad language also. Ultimately, it has come to this extent that they have to seek the police protection. So, if that should not happen, we should be in a better position to answer their criticism also. So, intellectual kshatriyas have to fight on both the fronts, outside as well as inside, convincing our own people about the greatness of our religion and culture, bhasha and samskriti, and also try to face the problems, the, especially if the criticisms are very genuine. Let us boldly, boldly face them and if and then necessary we can certainly make certain changes in our own uh, standpoint and ultimately the our own religion, our standpoint, our philosophy will become invincible. So ultimately I can only say we badly need the ideal to be implemented at the intellectual level the intellectual kshatriyas. so what to do probably three or four ideas can be given the first idea we have to develop tremendous abhimana in our sanatana dharma and Samskriti. for this a study of Swam vekananda will help us greatly second study the basic aspects of our dharma and samskriti. Third, study the teachings, writings, and philosophies of the critics of a religion and culture. Know what their critique is. Purpaksha, We have to understand thoroughly what exactly they mean. What is their standpoint? Then, catch it at the original fundamental level. Once we have understood them thoroughly, we can also point out the fundamental mistake and start attacking it from that particular standpoint so that means we have a great need for training institutions now or separate departments in the present day academic institutions because this is a new concept and this is the new idea for which you have to specially prepare incidentally I can also give one more idea, Yuddha Shastra bhyasaha. So, these long-term plans, should take a long time. So, meanwhile, you can also try to have crash courses, crash training programs, short-term courses, how to protect ourselves immediately. And, one of the suggestions I would like to offer here is, I am sure there are quite a few scholars, conscientious scholars in our religion and culture, who have understood this danger, who are also trying to fight in their respective fields. If it is somehow possible to have a loose federation of such scholars and they unitedly fight for this cause, probably we will be in a much stronger position. So I am very, very happy to be here with you all and my hearty congratulations and invoke Lord's blessings upon Rajiv Malhotraji who is a, a single man's fighting. So we have to support him and help him in every way so that the movement gradually gains and becomes so powerful that the Western scholars will be afraid to touch our religion and culture as it happened during Swami Kanda's time. Thank you.
0: Namaste Swamiji. It was really nice to have your blessings and the uh, words of advice that you have given us. In fact, if you had observed, Swamiji has taken this particular speech very seriously. He has done his homework, he has meticulously prepared the notes, he has brought it here, he came in time. These are all points, not only that we should be, we should be rising up to the intellectual level. These are things which we should learn from his habits too. Right? I don't know if you have noticed it. And he has read the book. Okay. That's very critical. Okay.